Hey everybody, it's Leslie here, back again for another episode of 20 Minute Fitness. If this is your first time listening, then thanks so much for stopping by. We always love new listeners. And if you didn't know, the 20 Minute Fitness podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and our show notes are found at www.20minute.fitness. Also, make sure to rate and review this podcast as it helps us out a lot. In fact, we have a great giveaway going on for anyone who reviews this podcast on iTunes. Um, We have a giveaway including a grand prize with brands like Roan Fitness Apparel, Hydro Flask, Whoop, Crave Jerky, Gooder Running Sunglasses, uh, Gainful Protein, and many more amazing fitness brands. So all you have to do to enter is send us a screenshot of your iTunes review and send it to podcast at 20minute.fitness and you'll be entered to win. On this episode of 20 Minute Fitness, I had the amazing chance to sit down with ultra trail runner and overall superhuman Jennifer Farr Davis. In 2011, Jennifer covered the 2,185 mile Appalachian Trail in just 46 days, 11 hours, and 20 minutes, maintaining a insane average of 47 miles per day. By doing this, she claimed the overall male or female fastest known time on the Appalachian Trail and became the fastest woman to set the mark. And this episode is extra special because we have a extended 45-minute version of this interview with Jennifer available on the Breaker podcasting app. We have partnered with Breaker to deliver you exclusive content like extended interviews, extras, and behind-the-scenes content. So go check out the app. It's our favorite podcasting app to use, and it's available to download on iOS right now. So if you want to hear the complete interview with Jennifer Farr Davis, we'll leave a link to that in our description and also in our show notes. And as always, the 20-Minute Fitness Podcast is powered by ShapeScale. ShapeScale is a 3D body scanner scale and fitness tracker. You step on it and it digitizes your body composition in photorealistic 3D. Now available on pre-order on ShapeScale.com. And without further ado, here is Jennifer Farr Davis. Okay, Jennifer, and do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so yeah, my name's Jennifer Farr Davis and I live in Asheville, North Carolina, um, but travel a lot and I'm an author and a speaker and a long distance hiker. So I've hiked over 14,000 miles of long distance trails on six continents. Um, I've been on a trail in all 50 States with my family and I actually run a hiking company in Asheville called Blue Ridge Hiking Company. And we get over a thousand people a year out on the trails and um, most of them are beginners. So I love being outdoors and I'm just really passionate about getting other people outside as well. Right. And so um, just on the topic of your book, uh, The Pursuit of Endurance, um, that's kind of telling the story of how you clocked the fastest time on the Appalachian Trail. Um, So I guess my first question for you is what sparked your desire to even attempt hiking the fastest known, the fastest known time for the Appalachian Trail? Yeah, ew, it's a long <laughs> answer. Um, I certainly didn't just wake up one day and mm-hmm. think, oh, man, I want to hike the Appalachian Trail as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. But um, with all my sort of hiking and um, also I love trail running and the background I had, and I even, you know, growing up was always into sports and I played college tennis. Mm-hmm. So I was at a point, you know, in the beginning, hiking was a challenge, backpacking, figuring out, you know, how to resupply on a long trail. That was all so challenging. And then at some point, that became really second nature to me. And I wanted a different type of challenge. And so um, what most people don't realize is I've actually done the Appalachian Trail three times. Mm -hmm. And 
the first time was a traditional five month hike on my own. Um, the second time, um, leads into the third try, but the second time I was going for a record because, um, I'd started my business and I'd gotten married and I had less time. And so I was looking for a different challenge and I thought, Hey, there's, there's not really a women's record out there. Maybe I could go and set one. Mm -hmm. So my husband helped me and we finished in 57 days. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, which was great. And it was 38 miles a day and we established a women's record and I got to the end and I was um, really frustrated with <laughs> myself because I knew I had limited myself from the beginning because I assumed there were two categories. I assumed mm -hmm. there was a men's record and a women's record and I performed accordingly. But along the trail that year, I realized um, you know, that I could hike 40, 45, 50 mile days on repeat and that speed and strength, um, the advantages of speed and strength were really taken away going over 2000 miles. And so when I finished, I felt like, um, I had what it would take to maybe set the overall record and that women could be competitive, um, with the men on the trail in mm -hmm. terms of these fastest known times. So that was, what led me back three years later um, to try for the overall record. I really wanted to know what my best was on the trail and if I could, you know, beat all the boys. And <laughs> and I, I did, and that was exciting. And then, you know, for me, it was also this big transition of that was my last big adventure before becoming a mom. And mm -hmm. so it was this great experience to feel light and fast and unburdened um, and very physically fit before mm -hmm. giving, you know, my time and my body over to, to motherhood. Sure. And do you mind um, sharing with our listeners um, what your record was set for, for the AT? Oh yeah. So the overall record, I finished the trail in 46 days, um, which is an average of 47 miles a day. Mm -hmm. And so we set that mark seven years ago in 2011 and it's since been broken, but it's still within 24 hours of our time. So oh, still, wow. yeah, still a really competitive mark out there. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just, it, it's mind boggling to me how like the human body can do something like that. You know, we were talking about, um, covering, you know, 45 to 50 miles per day. Like what did your training look like in preparing yourself um, to do this? Well, I trained um, specifically for the record for 10 months, but I think the most helpful thing I had was just years of this multi-day backpacking experience. So my body had been sort of programmed to wake up day after day and put in miles, even when I was tired, even when I was dirty, even when the weather was bad. And then leading up to it, um, I did a lot of, a lot of running, a lot of hiking. I would train on weekends on really, really steep mountains and I would carry a pack filled with either firewood or gallons of water. And so <laughs> really, you know, heavy weight, um, on my back just to stress out my muscles and maximize that time because Honestly, I think it's it's impossible to really, unless you're, you know, um, if you don't have to work and if you don't have family, then maybe you can um, train properly. But mm -hmm. otherwise, it's it's pretty impossible to train for, um, you know, hiking 350 miles per week. Most people just don't have the time to do that. Right. Yeah. I think for most people, it's not really a question of time, but it's more just a question. Like, I got winded carrying up my laptop upstairs, you know what I mean? So. 
But just like pivoting to the topic of endurance, I mean, in terms of endurance, I can't imagine how much it would have taken to complete that kind of journey. So how have you gone about building your endurance? And do you have any methods of building endurance, both mentally, physically, any particular methods? Yeah, well, honestly, that was what was really powerful for me about the record. And also what made me want to write The Pursuit of Endurance Mm -hmm. is not, you know, getting to the end of the trail seven years ago, but entering this season of life where, you know, I'm working hard and taking care of young children. And I'm not, I'm certainly not the athlete I used to be. And I feel you on the walking (laughs) up stairs. And usually it's not my laptop. Usually I'm carrying a kid, but I'm like, you know, (laughs) I get winded a lot, a lot easier than I used to these days. And I work out a lot less. And still what I found is the lessons of endurance help me in everything that I do. And Mm -hmm. so because the application of you know, hiking 47 miles a day for 46 days has been so important to me as a mom and as a professional and, you know, as just a a friend trying to support, you know, loved ones who are going through tough times. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I want to use the tools that I've learned, but more than that, I want to go to other people who have excelled in endurance and ask them sort of what mental tips Um, or tricks that they've learned and they've utilized to help them through low times on and off trail and basically just take all these, like you asked, skills of endurance and offer them to people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a lot. I I have a book's worth of tools, Mm -hmm. but maybe the one I'll mention um, Mm -hmm. that helps me the most is I realize that when I focus on numbers and comparisons, um, my performance suffers. Mm -hmm. And it could be, you know, physical performance, it could be as a mom comparing myself to, you know, what other families or the perfect mom in my mind, what she would do. And I become a a less, um, a lesser version of myself when I worry and have the anxiety um, about what other people are doing. Same thing professionally, Mm -hmm. oh, I should be doing this or the numbers aren't where I want them. But I take that yeah, when I take that negative energy and just put it towards focusing on what I can do and like giving my best effort, then the performance always goes up. It becomes more enjoyable and the results take care of themselves. Yeah, it kind of goes along with that saying as in, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and I was just talking with my friend, um, you know, about this and about doing this interview and about um, your journey and what you had done. Um, and she was just like, I could have never, you know, done anything like that. And I was just like very much the same. And, um, yeah. And so, uh, I, we were just talking about how, you know, endurance very much goes hand in hand with self-discipline, um, and how they're just kind of like the same beast a little bit. Um, so do you agree with that or? You know, I do and I don't. Um, I think there's a lot of grace involved in endurance um, because, you know, I think on on the longest, hardest, most challenging journeys, there's this sense um, of not being in control. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's really difficult to be disciplined. And I think it's important to have you know, healthy habits in in place. But there also comes a time where it's like, you know, today I didn't do what I wanted to. And that's okay. I'm going to get up and try again tomorrow. Um, So yeah, I think self-discipline swirled with a a heaping 
amount of, of grace probably lends itself well to endurance. Right. Right. And um, just pivoting back to, you know, the trail itself in your book, you mentioned that the completion rate for AT is about 25%. So about one in four hikers, um, which is pretty low. Um, so what do you think is the main mistake that people will make out on the trail and how could you avoid it? It's interesting to me how much um, time and also money and resources people put into planning their gear mm-hmm. and don't really, I think, mentally and emotionally prepare themselves for the challenges of the trail. Right. So I think, you know, the best thing people can do is A, just practice to get to know the reality of backpacking day after day. And then B, spend time um, doing research, not into, you know, the lightest, best piece of equipment, but what the most common challenges are on the trail and talk to people or read about people who have gone through those difficulties and then how they got through them if they were able to keep going. Right. And so what would you say is probably one of like the more difficult um, things to come to grip with like on the trail? (laughs) Well, um, there's very trail specific things Mm -hmm. like you know, Lyme disease is, is a very literal risk on the trail. And right. then also more and more, I, th- I see things like um, FOMO being a factor mm-hmm. and fear of missing out because there's all these hikers now. Technology has really um, changed the landscape of the wilderness in the past decade. And, you know, when I started, I didn't have a smartphone. I had a brick Nokia that barely had service. And <laughs> Oh, people are participating in online communities and social media and um, doing it from the trail and constantly seeing what their peers and families are doing at home. And I think it, it makes it harder to fully adapt um, to living in the woods when you're constantly mm-hmm. having, you know, thoughts um, about what people are doing off trail. So I think that's a big challenge and learning how to limit that effectively can be really beneficial. Right. It's kind of like being like the ultimate unplug, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, So what would be your advice to somebody who may be interested in trail running or doing um, some sort of big trek like this? um, And they may be intimidated by it. um, What would your advice be to them? You know, all of this is just about one step after the after the next. Um, so, you know, a through hike, a traditional completion of the Appalachian Trail is going to take five or six months. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is it's one day after the next and it's one week after the next. And so if you can go and do a week on the trail backpacking, then you can probably do a week plus a week plus a week and stay out there for the time needed. Um, I know that it, it can feel very intimidating and isolating to you know, consider a challenge like this, but there are so many trail running and hiking groups across the country, and they're some of the most inclusive communities that I've ever met. So even if it's not your people and you're not plugged in yet, do a little research and see what resources are available where you live, because there are so many groups where someone will have the experience and knowledge and the willingness to share it with you and learning vicariously through other people and learning about their mistakes and their successes is um, invaluable really mm-hmm. when it comes to planning. Right. And that kind of ties back to your company, the Blue Ridge Hiking Company. Is, is that a similar community? 
Yeah, well, we, you know, we're a commercial guiding operation. Um, so there are a lot of nonprofit groups or meetup groups, but we are, we are very specifically helping people get outdoors. Um, a lot of times it's beginners. A lot of times people do want to do something like learn how to hike or prepare for the Appalachian Trail. So we're going to offer a very customized experience for you. And um, our guides are extremely knowledgeable and experienced. Most of them have thousands of miles, but I think what makes them so incredible is that they're really compassionate people and really excited to share knowledge. And they're not afraid of answering the beginning questions over and over and over again. So they will talk about mm-hmm. peeing in the woods. They will talk <laughs> about hygiene. They will talk about all the basic things and, and they even address the questions that people sometimes feel uncomfortable asking. So mm-hmm. they're they're really wonderful at meeting people where they're at. And the whole service was started, I, you know, began it 10 years ago because I didn't feel like there was something like that to help people get outdoors, especially if they didn't grow up doing it. And I think particularly women, although we we help everyone, we work with everyone, but we're we, we're female owned and have a majority mm-hmm. of female guides and I think a lot of women appreciate that because um, it makes it seem more accessible or approachable than going out with someone, you know, some guy who comes across like Bear Gryllis. So, yeah, yeah, kind of a mountain man type of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what are like some beginner questions that you get a lot and um, what are kind of the beginner worries? Um, Well, the beginner worries are a lot about um, safety on the trail, for sure. And, you know, we're very quick to say there are risks when you go outdoors, um, but the risks are worth the advantage that you gain, the experience that you gain, in our opinion, in my opinion. And then when you just break it down and look at the statistics, statistically, the time you're in the most danger Mm -hmm. on any hike is actually driving to the trailhead. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) And we get in our cars every day and don't think twice about it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something to that. And then if you take sort of the numbers or the population of the Appalachian Trail and compare it to towns of similar sizes, um, the crime and incident rate is much lower on the trail than a comparable town. Um, And then, you know, people are always worried. Well, when I started, you know, I was terrified of – bears and snakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, at this point, I've seen lots of bears and lots of snakes and never had any negative encounters. And the two animals I've had the most trouble with on trail have been unfriendly dogs off leash, Mm -hmm. and then insects like stinging wasps or ticks. And uh, we have those in our neighborhoods. So (laughs) I think I think most people the fears they have aren't really um, validated once they're on the trail. Usually they're built up um, because they don't have any experience out there yet. And when you get to know the reality of the trail, it doesn't feel as frightening as it did maybe before you started. Right. And in all of the miles that you've logged and the people that you've come across in this community, um, what's been the best piece of advice that you've received when it comes to training or when it comes to just completing the trail? I think the two main traits, um, and my friend who's in the book, The Pursuit of Endurance, I I think he might have said it. I think I got it from him. But I think the two traits that really allow people to be successful out there is you got to be totally stubborn, like Mm -hmm. completely full-headed. And that comes really easily for me and a lot of other people. 
But on the other hand, you have to be completely adaptable and flexible and willing to change your plans and be mm-hmm. a creative problem solver. And I think that's a lot harder for people. Like we like to feel in control and we like to have a plan. And with that, when that blows up, it's sometimes very challenging to find ways to keep going. But you have to be able to do both. You have to have the stick with itness, and then you have to also have I'm going to find a way or do whatever it takes to stay out here and keep going. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us, Jennifer, um, for this extra little um, interview that we had here. Um, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you um, and um, having read your book and in the process of um, listening to your audiobook, I thought um, I would sit down and um, kind of have all of your accomplishments explained a little bit. And, uh, but um, it's just kind of I'm still it's still mind-boggling to me all like how <laughs> <laughs> it's still it's still mind-boggling to me um, in the best way possible um, so thank you so much again Jennifer well thanks for having me and yeah hopefully we'll see you out on the trail yeah of course so like we said at the beginning of the episode this is an extended interview so if you would like to hear the full 45 minute version of this amazing conversation with jennifer then go ahead and follow that link in our description and check out breaker uh, the social podcasting app and you can find the full interview with jennifer and i highly recommend you do so um it she's an amazing um inspiration and um, she has so much advice to give on the topic of running endurance trail running Um, and really anything fitness related. Um, So thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at shape underscore scale to share your ideas on what we should cover next and find us on Instagram at shapescale. Again, thank you so much to Jennifer for being such an amazing guest. And if you're looking to find out more about her book, The Pursuit of Endurance, that link will be in our description and also in our show notes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you guys check out the full interview. Uh, See you guys back here next week. Bye.